Let's welcome in the town administrator of the town of Columbia today. Mark Walter joins me today to talk about all things Columbia. Mark, good morning. Thanks for joining me today. You know, I've had a lot of the local town managers on. You're a town administrator. Is that one of the same, or do you have different responsibilities? Oh, hi, Wayne. Morning. As a town administrator, it's uh, slightly different than a town manager, only in the fact that um, I have a little less uh, responsibility in, in the sense that the Board of Selectmen are the final authority in hiring and firing, and um, I make recommendations to the board, which they execute. Uh, so I'm in charge of the employees and the budget and the um, all the policies of the town, but I do report to a five-man board, which I think is a great way to run a town. Mark, when you were a kid and had a paper route, were you saying, man, someday I want to be a town administrator? Never never where, crossed my mind. Where did it show up on your radar? Um, really, when uh, corporate America was having a tough time, I was in the printing industry, and the printing industry was uh, going away at light speed, and this was in the uh, 2006. And then uh, an opening came up for to be a first selectman in the town of East Haddam, and I ran and won. And uh, that started my career. So I did almost 10 years in East Haddam, and now I've been uh, seven years in Columbia. All right, let's talk about some Columbia issues. We've all had issues with the weather the last couple of years, this year too, with various severe storms and flooding and things like that. What's the update on how that affected the town of Columbia? It's been uh, pretty devastating. We've, we've never seen uh, rain events uh, like we have in the past three years. It's it's been so surprising that you know the normal rain amount we get in a year uh, was around 50 inches of rain, but in 2021 we had 60, in 22 we went back to 50, but we had a, a, a ex two stream extreme rain events that produced over six inches of rain in September of 2022, uh, with massive flooding, and then 2023 we had an extra 14 inches of rain, and um, that brought us up to uh, really three big storms in December that produced eight inches of rain and flooding conditions that really devastated the culverts and the edges of our roads. What were some of the areas in town that were affected the worst by it? Probably uh, Doubleday Road. Uh, the drainage on the side of the road has as much, as many of the metal drains on most of our roads has rusted out on the bottom, which is okay until you have massive flooding undermining the road and we had some cave-ins on the road and the pine street culverts um, we almost lost them in two of these storms so if you lose the culverts you lose the road so we've um, we're looking at about 10 million dollars to rehab six culverts and one entire road so where does that money come from is that taxpayer money you get federal or state help we're working on all that we're looking i'm um, working with the council of regional Capital Region Council of Governors, um, which we're trying to find um, both federal and state money. Um, been working with our senators, but it's it's tough. Those kind of damages are more on the backs of the taxpayers of the town, and we would have to bond. Do you coordinate or talk with your other local town administrators or town managers? Because I'm sure Columbia is not the only town that's had these problems. Yes, I'll be um, reaching out to Lebanon shortly because we share one of the culverts. Um, been working with um, John Alcester until he retired. Now um, um, Jim Rivers up in um, Coventry. But we're doing the Hop River Bridge right River, now. Rivers Wyndham. I mean, Rivers yeah. Wyndham. But um, the 
John Ossessor on the Coventry Hop River Bridge. Um, we set that up as a federal state bridge program where they're picking up almost all the tab. We pick up 20%. Speaking of federal money, tell me about ARPA, the American Rescue Plan Act. That money runs out this year, but what have you been able to do with that money, and what are you planning on doing with the rest? Because you've got to spend it now or you don't get to spend it. Right. Well, we have to actually um, have it all under PO by the end of this year and all spent by the end of next year. What does PO mean? Uh, purchase orders. It Thank has you. to be um, uh, accounted for. It's town administrator talk. <laughs> but um, we really we set a goal to get people outside. Uh, during COVID, it was so devastating with uh, how hard it was on the public that we decided to make a major effort to make Rec Park uh, a real great park to walk in. Uh, we expanded our trails. We put in disc golf. We put in two new pickleball courts, a new tennis court, uh, girls softball field, because it was, it just wasn't equivalent to what the boys had. And um, coming from a dad who had a state champion girls softball player in high school. So it, it's a, uh, it's been great, and we've uh, upgraded that park to something that we're really proud of. New basketball court, I could go on and on. Do you find that those new facilities are getting used at the speed that you wanted them to be utilized? Yes. Uh, we actually, our biggest concern now is pickleball injuries. They're, uh... I just saw a story in the national news about that. <laughs> I know. It's unbelievable. I, I started playing with my wife, and you do have to be careful. Your brain always thinks you're 16, and you can uh, run around. Uh, without worrying about things, but it's it's a fun sport, and uh, we're having a good time. But the we put in a pavilion that uh, allowed us to have bathrooms up in the rec park, and uh, a place to have events and picnics, and the all the sports teams are using it. And then we have uh, now started a concert series, um, which has been very popular. I think that'll just keep growing. Speaking of recreation, Mark, let's talk about your. Former director of recreation, Deb Fisk, who just came to Wyndham here, just started about a month or so ago. So maybe say a word or two about the job she did there. But where does things go now? Have you hired a replacement or is that still an open position? It's still an open position. Um, I'll uh, be talking to Jim Rivers about that that steal and uh he got a good one <laughs> Je, uh, deb will be uh be missed she was a dynamo or she still is a dynamo i'm sure she'll be doing great in uh Willimantic. and we um are going to start interviewing probably next week we have some good applicants and it's a uh, popular position tell me about hvac projects that have been added in the town of columbia well that was another focus with the arpa money and the beauty of the hvac system we used to have air conditioning window units and all our windows and putting them in and taking them out and the noise mm -hmm. they would create. It was just horrible. And uh, our facilities manager said, you know, Mark, if we start doing all these buildings with HVAC, uh, it'll actually save us money on, we won't use our electric baseboard heaters anymore in the buildings. And we'll even have air conditioning on all of our facilities. And it's made it a lot more comfortable and we're saving money. So it sounds like you got to pay money to save money. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it couldn't have come at a better time with the HVAC because it allowed us to really, we've, we've made a major investment in our buildings so that they are well-maintained. And uh, hiring the right people has been a whole key with our building official and our now our facilities manager. It sounds like a Porter School gets a lot of these improvements as well. Well, right now they're looking at a $6 million HVAC air um, purification system. Uh, we just wish the state would um, 
move quicker in deciding whether we can have our grant because we have to have this spent in two years, which means you have two summers to put in an entire air handling system into a school that wasn't designed for it with all the schools of the state competing for the few HVAC manufacturers that are out there and a state not telling us whether we have the grant. Uh, so I'm still waiting for the green light. We didn't get it last year. We're hoping we can get it this year. We've hit all the, all the requirements and we're optimistic. How about other construction projects going on in the town of Columbia? Well, we're, we're wrapping up another um, uh, effort we did with our ARPA money, which was to build a office facility for the DPW garage. It was basically a 50-year-old garage that did not have a, a real bathroom or an, the offices weren't really offices and the, the break room was up in the attic that we had cobbled together. So we made a, a real office and... Um, now we have places for lockers, showers, men and women, because we do have um, uh, a woman DPW director, Beth Lunt, uh, just doing a great job. And we also have a training room, with because um, training is real important in DPW, where they can run all the, um, you know, informational how-to videos from CCM uh, through our training log, and we'll teach them about bloodborne diseases and tick, how to stay away from getting Lyme disease and you name it, chainsaw safety, snowplow safety. Yeah, speaking of snow, speaking of DPW, how's your snow budget going this year? I guess it was pretty good shape until maybe Tuesday. Uh, we, it's funny, these storms, this this is a normal winter storm. that For it, us, not for West Hartford. Right. They got twice as much as we did around here. But I think what kills the snow budgets is when you have all these rainy, icy, because we still have to go out and treat the roads. And the ice is more dangerous than the snow. Uh, the snow is a pain in the neck, but the ice is where we um, have more accidents. So there's a, we've been used to treating a lot, and I'd be looking forward to not throwing as much sand and salt down. Uh, but we had, um, we had some breakdowns. Our equipment's older. Uh, we're having trouble with the economy actually replacing our 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 snow plows, our dump trucks, because there's uh, shortages in the market. Uh, so we had some sanding chains breaking and hydraulic lines blowing, and it, it added to the complexity of a big storm. If you finish the winter season with a surplus, where does that money go? Does that get saved for next year's snow season, or does that go back in the general fund? Um, the, the surplus for um, wages would go back in the general fund. But um, what we do with sand and salt, we, we do a rolling average. And if we had extra, we would just stockpile more sand and salt and get ready for the next season. And do you do a lot of towns do? You go out after the season's over and clean some of that stuff up, pick it up and save it because it can be recycled. No, it's, um, it's tough to save sand because it would be... Um, we do screen our own sand. Uh, we have our own gravel quarry. Uh, but... The sand would be contaminated with oil uh, from the roadside, so we don't do that. And we do uh, twice a year clean out the uh, catch basins, uh, which is a big project, uh, especially around the lake. Mark Walter, the town administrator in the town of Columbia, joining us this morning. You've got some planned neighborhood housing. Update us on that. Um, it's it's real exciting. I, I know the the state tends to try to blame the rural towns that we're, we're not sensitive to the need for um, uh, affordable housing. Uh, what we, we've been voluntarily uh, working on 
achieving, and I think we're, I had a note here that we have put it before. He brought it. prep in, folks. He's got here papers go. all over the table in front of him. We're calling it planned neighborhood housing. <clears throat> and planning and zoning uh, created a special uh, zoning regulation subcommittee. And they're looking at the housing development options for Columbia. But what we want to do is, right now, you could really only build multifamily housing on our commercial district, Route 666. But we wanted to expand that and allow uh, multifamily dwellings, apartments, condos, townhouses um, in more accessible places throughout Columbia. And they have draft regulations that they'll be bringing forward shortly uh, to try to get ahead of this because we do see a need. Um, my daughter's living above my son's garage. and Is that the softball star? Yes. Okay. She can't, you know, she, a starter home for her is 200000 You know, it's it's big money for uh, for young people who want to get a home and get out of an apartment. Uh, even apartments can be more expensive than a mortgage that was locked in back when we were 2.5% interest. So it's, we're sensitive to the need. We're just strained by um, septic and wells. You know, you can't get the density without sewers and public water that we uh, would like to achieve in some areas. So right now there's proposed regulations which are in draft form. Do you figure that the draft is going to wind up being the real deal? I think there might be some tweaks. There might be some public comment. Um, we'd, we'd like to get the builder's opinion because I don't want to make any assumptions that what we think is marketable um, is something a, a builder would jump on and want to build uh, units in Columbia. So it's, you know, it's not always easy to navigate the uh, land use regulation system of a small town. Uh, but I, I have biweekly meetings with the whole land use department because most of them are part time and try to make sure that there aren't permits that have been sitting there for weeks. And uh, we, we break loose the uh, stop gaps that are happening. So this comes to public hearing in the spring? Yes. Say a couple of words about your town. Mark, just what is it about Columbia that you think makes it a jewel here in eastern Connecticut? It's it's a town that's funny. Whenever people find out I, I am the town administrator for Columbia, they'll say, oh, I grew up there, or my grandparents had a cottage on the lake, and I have uh, real fond memories. Uh, even my neighbor, uh, I, I still live in East Haddam, uh, but my neighbor uh, grew up with a uh, family home in Columbia, and she has nothing but great, great memories of uh, growing up in that town. So it's, it's, it's a special town in the sense that it has beautiful amenities and uh, super really nice people. I think that's the key is I, I've been welcomed and uh, enjoy going to work, which is a, not always uh, something you can expect. You've got a couple of nice lakes in town, not just Columbia Lake, but Mono Lake. Do you Mono get a Park. chance to go out and take advantage of the water sports? Yeah, the... Um, the challenge of Mono Pond is we've had we have a lot of uh, evasive weeds in Mono Pond. So at certain times of year you could kayak in there. Um, is that hydrilla? It's not hydrilla, but it's about everything else. And um, <clears throat> they we just submitted for a fifty thousand dollar grant with the state to try to um, we'd have a twelve thousand dollar contribution. But friends of Mono Pond have become very organized, and we're trying to create uh, an improvement, which is now becoming the Mono Pond State Park. It was a 200-acre state park. We added, with the cooperation of the state and Trust for Public Lands and the town, another 400 acres. So we're up to 600. And it, um, we've partnered with Lebanon because we share 
one of the parcels right on the airline trail with Lebanon, and that can be a, a main access point to the park. And you've got some retirements in Columbia you want to talk about? They'll have to be oh, replaced. Well, that that's probably the, the hardest part about uh, managing towns in Connecticut is that um, people in town jobs stay a long time. I know my tax collector, Carol Price, after 34 years will be retiring in March. Um, my assistant town clerk after 12 years, Gail McGrath, just retired. Uh, my senior center dispatcher, uh, Lisa McDonald, will be retiring uh, shortly, 19 years. My foreman, Andy Andrews, almost 40. And um, uh, we just hired a new superintendent, Barbara Wilson, which is great, but she has a lot of longevity. So it's it's tough to replace employees that have been there and really know quite a bit of how to run the town. Mark, thanks for coming in this morning, and thank you for the update from the town of Columbia. You're welcome, Wayne. My Mark pleasure. Walter is the town administrator for Columbia on 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.